This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're introducing you to an organization that's making college possible for kids. This May, Share Charlotte is focusing on nonprofits whose core work is college readiness. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, college graduates earn about $38,000 more a year than those without degrees. But going to college isn't attainable for everyone. And that's where today's organization comes in, Carolina Youth Coalition. We're joined by Executive Director Aaron Randolph and a CYC fellow, Aaron Gabrizia Bear. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. So we're going to start with this Aaron first. Tell me about the Carolina Youth Coalition. How did you get involved with this organization? Absolutely. So um, I'm executive director, but I'm also co-founder. So we have actually an interesting story. Um, Our organization is patterned after another organization in Baton Rouge, Louisiana called the Baton Rouge Youth Coalition. Um, I previously lived in Baton Rouge and and worked for that organization. Um, And in 2017, when I moved to Charlotte, this was really at the height of a lot of conversations around economic mobility and uh, lack of access to college readiness and other drivers of economic mobility had an opportunity to uh, get some seed funding from a funder who had recently relocated to Charlotte from Baton Rouge and had seen the work that we had done there with that program and was interested in introducing that to uh, this program. And so um, we got started with help from the Albemarle Foundation, uh, myself and my co-founder, Catherine Kassam. And um, Carolina Youth Coalition's mission is to nurture and propel high-achieving, under-resourced students to and through college. Uh, And so essentially what we do is partner with communities, community members, community organizations, schools, to identify uh, young people in our community who um, have the drive and motivation and have shown academic potential, but um, due to circumstances, maybe lack the access to guidance, resources, and social capital necessary necessary to really capitalize on that potential. And so our programs uh, start as early as ninth grade um, and extend through college graduation. And we particularly target students who are the first in their family to attend college or come from uh, families of $60,000 or less, which is generally Pell Grant eligible. Got it. So Aaron, you're a fellow. What does that mean? What did you do through through this organization? Oh, man, what did I do through this organization? So CYC, I mean, has helped me tremendously. Um, I'm proud to say I'm, I'm going to Duke University next fall on a full ride. And truly, without CYC, I don't think I'll be, you know, able to do that. Ever since I joined, since 10th grade, I mean, whether it's like academics or whether just community involvement, both of those, CYC helped me so much. So I felt like before I joined CYC, like my academics and extracurriculars I was doing in school, it didn't really feel like I had a purpose doing them. I was just doing them just to do them. But then once I joined the 10th grade, okay, they taught me exactly what can I use these, you know, skills and benefits I have in school, take it to the next level in college. So 10th grade, once I joined, they gave me a roadmap. And through the 10th, 11th, 12th grade, I mean, they brought me here to see why, I mean, to Duke University. And that's just a great blessing. And also, I guess also they taught me a lot of like my personal personality and like empowerment. I feel like before I joined CYC, like, for example, I would not be as open to do this podcast. Um, when Mr. Aaron reached out to me on Sunday, I was very excited. I know before CYC, if you were to ask me that same question, I might have been a little hesitant. And I think just 
just showing my that sense of empowerment and like skills like able to bring throughout myself and just growing myself throughout it's just very I can really 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 thank CYC for that yeah well I'm so glad you're here uh, that's so awesome Duke that's amazing that is not an easy thing at all I mean I'm I think it's great if people go to college, but it's another thing to go there on a full ride. That is not an I mean, you must have worked so hard to get there. And obviously they gave you the tools, but you had to put in the work. So, I mean, you've earned that. You have every right to. um, Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm also guessing that through that process, you had to do interviews and you've done other things, too. So that's why you're able to sit here and have a conversation. No problem, because you're a pro. A little bit about your circumstances. So you started in 10th grade. How did you find them? How did you know that they existed? Or did they find you? Actually, through my big brother. So he's at Chapel Hill, uh, Chapel Hill right now. And um, the year before I joined, I was in ninth grade. So t- uh, CYC started for 10th graders at that time. Now they are open to ninth graders. But at that time, I was in ninth grade, so I wasn't able to join. But my brother uh, did join. And I mean, every week, every time he came back from CYC, it was always just good news. All the things he, like, you know, he was able to involve in, all the community things he was able to join. And also the academic uh, like availability, like the benefits he was also able to grasp as well was just also like every week he would just tell me and tell me and tell me. Just so is it weekly stuff? I mean, are you checking in with them all the time? Like, what does it look like when, you, when you're in CYC? Yeah, so every week you do like each grade has like their own day. So I know I'm a senior now. Tuesdays are our day. And um, every week we do have a we do go to CYC and partake in like you know, activities and stuff. And also, CYC, usually every month, I mean, they always have activities going on all the time around the community. They will shoot you an email or through uh, GroupMe or anything. You can just sign up and you can, like, do cool, like, events and stuff. I know one time we went to Microsoft, had a great, I, I learned a lot there. And there's a whole bunch of, like, opportunities as such, like, throughout the weekend and stuff as well. So every week you do have your own senior, I mean, well, grade involvement. Also, there's a lot of community events as well. So obviously Aaron's the kind of student who's actually going to do all the things that you're doing. Um, I would think that um, identifying those kids can be the the challenge um, because maybe they don't recognize or maybe they don't want to go to college. So Mm -hmm. how are you finding, are you, do you have partnerships with schools or teachers or how do you find these awesome kids? We do. Uh, so there's really three pathways we, we identify students through. Um, we have staff who uh, do outreach. So they go to schools, they go to community centers, they table at resource fairs, they speak at parent events, um, and they're really sort of our front line of, of recruitment. Um, our second way um, is we partner with uh, maybe school counselors, uh, different school personnel, um, we love our community partners, so communities and schools, uh, programs like Wayfinders, who have a similar demographic um, but don't offer our services, will refer students from their caseload. And then our third piece, which I'm really excited about, is our fellow referral program. So um, once students apply to the program, they become a fellow, they can then refer their peers in the same way that our community partners do. Um, So, for example, um, we currently have, we started in 2018 with uh, 40 high school students, and we had just high school juniors and seniors. Um, This year, we have 209 high school students in the program. So we've grown exponentially over five years. Um, And through the pandemic, we actually doubled in size. And one of the ways we were able to do that is because while students were still um, doing virtual learning and we couldn't necessarily count on teachers and counselors to make those referrals because they didn't know them as well as they would have um, otherwise, um, 
students or our fellows were still referring their peers to be a part of the program. And um, I'm excited about that because, I, you know, my background before getting into nonprofit work was, was as an educator and teacher. And um, I know that 15, 16, 17-year-olds don't like to talk a lot about things that they're doing, right? Um, so for them to see the value in our program and communicate that to their peers, cousins, neighbors, et cetera, um, and invite them to join something they're a part of, I think really speaks to uh, the experience that they're having and, and the impact that the program's having on them as well. Well, I also think it's smart because they become ambassadors for Absolutely. the program. And then what's also nice is that you still have a connection. I mean, you're going to go to college, yeah. so you're going to, are you, you're sort of saying goodbye. You're not going to be really a youth anymore. Um, you're going to be a young adult, right? Yeah. Um, so, but you'll, you're still connected. Have you, have you found some mentees? Like, are there some people? Oh, definitely. Uh, I can definitely talk on that fellow reachment. Um, so I'm Ethiopian. Uh, so I, we have a big Ethiopian community here in Charlotte. And I mean, a lot of the kids here, you know, we really want to, you know, go to college. That's our dream and everything. And uh, once we heard about CYC, I mean, we told all the, the youth in the Ethiopian community of Charlotte. And the parents were just so stoked because, you know, they do face some circumstances. We don't have the connections that CYC can bring to us. And um also the financial issues as well. And then once we were able to, you know, through word of mouth, tell the other kids, they tell their parents, they just spread. I mean, all the people in the, in the community of Charlotte, that's a, you know, they, we all really, really, you know, thank CYC. Are you first generation to go to college? Yep, yep, I am first yeah. generation. Yep. So, I mean, that's that can be hard. I mean, your parents, they obviously want the best for you, but they don't necessarily, since they haven't gone through it themselves, they don't know how to achieve that. So no. that's where you guys come in and, and teach them that. So every Tuesday, seniors are getting together. What are they doing? So they have a combination of programs. Um, in the fall, seniors are really focused on executing during the college application process. So they're they're working with our team um, on crafting strong application essays. So we have a writing program that actually starts in 10th grade to prepare them for that. But they're writing their application and scholarship essays. Uh, they are um, finishing and then applying to schools on their, their college lists. Uh, they're starting to identify scholarships. Um, many of our students are still um, trying to get a few points on, on the ACT, so they're still taking ACT prep through us. And then um, we actually have some, I guess, more so like exposure type programs. So to break the monotony of a lot of that academic type work, uh, we have a career club program where we partner with local companies. So that's how we got connected with Microsoft, uh, Honeywell, Bank of America, um, to do programs that expose our, our fellows to different career opportunities and pathways within those large companies. Uh, we also have financial literacy workshops, and then uh, we do some different mental health workshops as well. Um, so it's really, um, for each grade, I mean, there's probably, there's a whole menu of, of programs that they have access to weekly and it's really tailored to where they are in their academic and high school journey so for instance a ninth grader who comes on monday um, in their college workshop they may be learning about literally what is the difference between a college and a university and a two-year degree four-year degree bachelor's degree phd a liberal arts college versus technical college um the it's a lot of social capital, right, that you might otherwise have if you were from a family where you had parents that went to college. You would kind of be exposed to those things through osmosis or um, through things that you would have been introduced to. And so um, a lot of what we're doing is filling um, that social capital gap as well as the financial resource gap for students to just help them maximize their potential and I think see something in themselves that maybe they didn't see otherwise. Right. Well, it's hard to... Um, walk a path 
if you don't know what the path is. Absolutely. So, so you're helping them figure out what the end goal is mm-hmm. and then the things along the way. You're talking about those college essays. Um, I went to my, my daughter's in high school and um, she's only a freshman, but like you said, you, you, you got to start early. You got to start thinking about it. And one of the things their teacher said was like, you got to take them out and have them do things because what are they going to write about mm-hmm. if all they're worried about is tests? Like they right. have to be well-rounded people. So it sounds like you were doing that stuff too, right? You yep. were going out and do, you're volunteering, I guess. You have all these different opportunities too. We do. Uh, so we have what we call, so the weekly programs, what we call core programs. Outside of that, we have what we call community programs. And those are usually programs that are designed to expose uh, fellows to um, non-academic opportunities that they otherwise might not have. So one of our good partners, let's say, is the Jordan brand. So you'll see the logo on Aaron's shirt there. Um, each semester, we do a uh, design program through them where our fellows have the opportunity to learn the basics of apparel and marketing design and get to design a particular Jordan product that then um, at some point, usually later in the year, is actually produced as something that's sold, right? And so that's a huge experience for them. Um, and really, it's not necessarily about, you know, are they going to be graphic designers or fashion experts later on in life, but it's about like developing self-confidence, um, collaboration skills, um, getting to meet professionals and network with professionals who are in different industries, um, and then um, learning how to like pitch an idea and present in front of people. And so they're learning all of these soft skills through the vehicle of a graphic design um, that really carries them much further um, than that that program. And so we have we have several partnerships like that uh, that a fellow is able to participate in things that will broaden their horizon um, and kind of expose them to different different opportunities. So Aaron's obviously a rock star, full ride. I mean, that's I would say that that's probably your your top goal, right? But do you have a lot of Aaron's? Like, what what does success look like for any of your your um, scholars? So or for our high school program, uh, which we call our Torch Fellows program, the goal is to help them identify, gain acceptance to, and responsibly pay for best fit college. And so while um, we are working very intently to remove barriers to higher education for first-generation and low-income students, um, we are also very serious about making sure we're not putting them in a position to take out crippling amounts of student loan debt, Um, particularly because we view the college degree, right, as you mentioned earlier, some of the statistics as a vehicle to economic mobility. Um, taking out lots of student loan debt is um, the opposite, has the opposite effect. Um, so currently, um, 63% of our students who are in college um, are going completely debt-free. Um, 98% are borrowing less than the North Carolina loan average. And of those who are borrowing, they're borrowing about $1,300 per year. Wow. Um, and so the, the work to get them to that point, um, it's a very, so he mentioned weekly. So it's a weekly program, 10 months out of the year. So basically the entire school year. And so multiply that by the three years he was in the organization. We spent a lot of time with Aaron and he put in a lot of work um, to get to that point, to be in the position to go to school on a free ride. Um, so a private institution that's he, he's also being super a expensive. Little, absolutely. He's uh I'll brag on Aaron a little bit, but um, he earned two uh, full ride scholarships um, to some very competitive programs. One, uh, the Quest Bridge National Match Scholarship, which is a program that pairs 
um, high achieving under resourced students with um, schools that are mostly in the top 75 of um, college rankings and um, essentially matches them up with uh, full scholarships to those schools. Um, Aaron's also a recipient of the Gates Scholarship uh, of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, uh, which is um, just as competitive as the other. So he 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 earned both of those. So um, choices took a of lot schools, of choices of scholarships, absolutely, choices. I absolutely. mean, and you're not going to have to pay a dime. That's so great. That's and, so great. And I, I will say that. Um, we have um, Aaron's special, so we have, I won't say we have other Aaron's, but like we have a wide range of college pathways that our, that our fellows are taking. Um, and I think that's one of the special things about the program, particularly as we talk about college readiness in our community. Uh, students who are attending Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, um, usually there's about 400 students per one uh, school counselor. Wow. And so as, as well-intentioned and as um, well-meaning as a lot of our counselors are, um, they simply don't have the capacity to give that individualized attention to mm-hmm. uh, students to, honestly, they're just trying to help them get their class schedule together, much less think about post-secondary plans. Right. Um, and so that's that's a role that we, we really feel um, for them as well. Uh, and so we have fellows who... Um, are going to community college, are going to CPCC, doing two-year programs. We have some who are starting at CPCC, transferring to four years. The bulk of our fellows are attending UNC system schools or public schools in North Carolina. And then we have um, a subset of students who are similar to Aaron who are aspiring to attend some very competitive schools as well. And we have the um, internal knowledge to kind of help them navigate that process as well. So it really is about what's going to be the best fit. We talk a lot about fit, the best fit for them in terms right. of a college pathway and then helping to put them uh, on that path. And so we have um, we have 115 college fellows. Um, they are attending 39 different institutions in 17 different states. Well. Um, and so, yes, wherever the best opportunity is, we're going to try to help them get there. Yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about your personal story, uh, just because you're very well educated. You went to really fancy institutions too. What what do you think that that um, do you use that experience to influence the work that you're doing now? I don't know how you got there. Definitely, um, I would say for me, one of the things I'm, I'm really passionate about is like how do we level the playing field um, for, for students like Aaron and, and the other fellows in our program. Um, I was fortunate uh, to have two parents that, that went to college um, and going to undergrad, particularly at a, at a place like Cornell, you're surrounded with um, families who have much more than even my family had like that you could imagine. Um, and I think one of the things that you start to realize is that um, outcomes for people are not necessarily um, determined by ability, but a lot of times it's by opportunity. And yeah. so um, I think we have some of the brightest and most brilliant youth uh, around in Charlotte and in our program. And a lot of times they're simply lacking the opportunity um, to show what they can do and to really grow and blossom into who they can be. Uh, for me, I graduated Cornell. I did a AmeriCorps program uh, called City Year that originally took me to Baton Rouge, and um, I did a full year of uh, volunteer service as a mentor in a, a very um, high poverty high school there in Baton Rouge, and, and that 
experience really cemented for me uh, wanting to go into education because um, what I saw in my high school was kind of what I just spoke to is um, there were kids who were in the classrooms that I worked with that um, were definitely just as smart as I am, if not smarter, um, but didn't have the village around them and the support and, and the guidance to really capitalize on that, right, and to, to realize their full potential. And so um, that set me on the path to eventually um, become a teacher and then um, the work of the Baton Rouge Youth Coalition that I mentioned earlier really resonated with me f for that purpose um, and, and why it was founded um, was to be a um, resource bridge for the students that had had talent, had drive, had ability, but um, needed just that extra um, push and set of resources to get where they wanted to go. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and then afterwards we're going to talk about how people can get involved and help. you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be, and commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Aaron, what do you have? You you know you're going to Duke. We're super excited for you. What what are you looking forward to, and what are some of your concerns, and how do you think CYC can help you? What am I looking forward to? Um, I think what I'm looking forward to, especially in college, is studying what I want to study. I know I want to do something in technology field, so I plan to do something computer science related. And uh, being able to study that and also just see a new environment, meet new people, you know, join a new setting. And I was like going to Duke, I feel like there'd be a lot of opportunities to meet very different people and uh, with a very different backgrounds as well. And I think just building that connection also. And then something I'm concerned about is, I guess, while I'm also, you know, excited to meet new people, maybe trying to fit in and uh, at first and trying to build along those groups it would definitely be something a little concerning at first. But so definitely a concerning part but CYC I feel like has prepared me a lot throughout the three years I was with them I feel like I've grown so much just like personally and um, being able to like I just grown I felt like I expanded and I was very closed in before I joined CYC now I'm able to like connect new people just walk up to somebody and just have a sense of self-confidence to do that it's definitely through CYC so I know when I get to Duke I'll be able to you yeah. know reach out to people and just you know grow and I thank that a lot to CYC yeah, so I'm sitting here right across from you, and I feel the confidence. Like I, I, I'm like I love it. Thank and you. how do you make sure he keeps that? How do we make sure that um, the last three years from CYC is just as successful as the next four? Absolutely. So I know the podcast is on college readiness, but we consider ourselves a college readiness program, and we're a college persistence program. Uh, so nationally, about 14 percent of first generation low income students who start college uh, will not finish in six years. And so what that means is there are a lot of students who are um, entering college, uh, some taking out a lot of student loan debt, 
uh, but they're not actually completing um, their degree. And so for that reason, we have a college persistence program that starts with uh, fellows as soon as they make their college decision. So literally the workshop they were doing today is um, understanding uh, the different resources on the campus that they're going to and um, knowing who to reach out to and and where to access those different resources when they need them. Um, So our college persistence program really is to help students um, not only just make it through college, but to thrive while they're there. So to take advantage of all those particularly non-academic opportunities, uh, whether that be encouraging them to be in leadership roles on campus, to do service on campus, research opportunities, study abroad, Um, So that they're not just leaving with a piece of paper, like they've taken full advantage of the college experience. And um, the other part of that is a lot of times those are the experiences and relationships and networks you leverage post-college to launch your career or postgraduate studies. Right. And so um, our staff work very intently um, on making sure they're positioning themselves well for their postgraduate plans. Uh, But also, um, we have uh, a wraparound approach uh, to our program, which is we're not just concerned with their academic and and college outcomes, but, um, you know, a lot of our students are excelling and succeeding in spite of some very long odds and difficult personal challenges. And so uh, we have supports in place to ensure that um, financial barriers are personal issues they may be facing um, don't derail them ultimately from right. from completing that college journey. Well, and I think accessing resources on campus is, is huge. I'll just say my own personal experience. I, college was the first time I failed at something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so successful um, all through regular school and then you get to college and then you're like, oh, there, I could get a tutor for that? I didn't, I didn't know that. You know, just some simple things, but asking for help or knowing to do that or where to go and how to do that. Um, you're right. College campuses have all the things, yeah. but if you don't know or if you don't take advantage of it. And that's, um, they fellows don't know this, but internally, like one of our KPIs, how we measure our success um, we have a set of qualitative measures that we look at, and one of them is measuring their confidence in asking for help, mm. um, starting in ninth grade, because we try to be proactive in building some of those social skills, um, self-awareness and self-advocacy skills, um, so that it's not as much of a shock when they get to college or when that moment arrives, like I, I know how to deal with it, right? So what happens when um, I'm top five in my class in high school, and then I take that first chemistry test and, uh uh-oh. Or I'm sitting in a seminar with 300 kids. I don't even know my professor, and I failed that multiple choice. (laughs) That this is me. And I just was like, oh, gosh, I'm a mess. And I didn't know what to do because I just – I've never had that situation. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's awesome. It's awesome that you – you're you're already thinking postgraduate too. I mean, I, I'm making friends with people. I'm not thinking, oh, this person is going to be my friend for life. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm looking for a job 20 years from now, right. they're going to be my LinkedIn network. I mean, that's that's the reality is of, of what what what's coming before. I love CYC. Now I'm like I'm sold. I'm sold. How can I help? How can our listeners help? Absolutely. So we we deployed volunteers in, in a number of different manners. Um, at the high school level and at the college level, um, usually our biggest need is mentors. So okay. um, all of our seniors 
uh, high school seniors get matched up with a mentor uh, that we train to be a, a one-to-one um, coach, guide, cheerleader, shoulder to cry on, et cetera, mm-hmm. yeah. during the very difficult um, year of the college application process. Uh, and so we're looking for those mentors. We call those empower mentors. Um, we actually have a program that trains them for three months before they get matched. So you don't have to be a college admissions guru um, to, to support a student in that way. And, and they have the backup of our, our staff as well. Um, and actually, we've opened that up over the last couple of years to mentors who are maybe not located in Charlotte. So, um, Aaron, you want to talk about your mentor? Who's your oh, mentor? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out Mark Key. That's my mentor. Uh, <laughs> Mark has been a great help for me all year. Um, from the beginning, you know, applying to colleges and being a nervous, you know, wreck, calling off calls with him, just talking to him about it. You know, he taught me a lot just about, like, the different colleges, you know, how life would be and stuff. And that kind of gave me, like, a scope of what colleges, you know, to really apply to and stuff. And then also he helped me a lot with professional development. I feel like that was a big aspect to help me with. Um, like, he taught me, like, you know, how to service yourself when you're in the, you know, when you're at work or on an internship. And, like, I guess the skills needed, you know, definitely when you're, like, in the career field. And also he just taught me a lot of things just about just life in general. I feel like he was just a great help emotionally, academically, just overall, just amazing. And uh, and where is he located? He's in New York, New York, Mark. New York, New York. Right. New York. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is kind of how the networks work. It's, so Mark, um, Mark and I went to Cornell together, mm-hmm. um, and have just stayed in touch. Um, we're in the same graduating class, right? And so he wanted to give his time back as a part of this organization in Charlotte that I was working with, and he's been a great mentor to Aaron. Definitely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I de- I, it is important to to hear, have those conversations because yeah you're going to do internships but then what do you do when you're there yeah. I mean I've had interns at work and they're just sitting there and they never ask for work or they never ask questions so it's yeah. so much of life but it's especially in work it's you get what you put in mm-hmm. and so if you're going to put in the investment yeah. you'll get a lot so that's that's cool that he's he's yeah. there for you so he helped you through the application process that's yep. not i mean that's not easy that yeah. those those yeah. essays i mean oh, yeah. <laughs> um how did you come up with your topic how did you get to the point where you were like okay this is solid how did I come up with my topic? So for my personal statement, I was working on that a little bit throughout the summer. I kind of just looked back throughout my life and I guess the struggles I went through and how that shaped me to become who I am today. I feel like that was the main focus of my personal statement. Um, so kind of using that, I also used that for my supplementals as well. Just felt like I just, I would really sit down before I start writing. I feel like what is very genuine to me. So I feel like what, do I, what am I interested in? Like, you know, what do I feel like is important in life? I just kind of mix those together just you know draw those you know and also for inspiration as well my family I know definitely I talked a lot about my mom my brother and people in commu- and all people around my community as well um people who inspired me you know to be who I am today so definitely yeah those which, factors help me which is a great segue into our next volunteer role which <laughs> is uh writing coaches so oh, yeah we <laughs> also have we also have people that volunteer to help our fellows kind of craft and edit and make sure that their essays are um, putting forth the best the best image of, of what they want to communicate, um, whether it be on scholarships or uh, on essays. And so um, that's another role we have. And then at the college level, um, so after the, the high school mentors for our fellows are mandatory, uh, so they all, they all get one. Um, after freshman year of college, they can also then request a mentor. And I think by the time they've gone through the high school program, they see the value in, in mentorship and, and really seek that out. So I'd say most of them request a mentor. 
and, and really we matched them up with someone who's uh, experienced in their particular career path or field or industry, et cetera. So, um, for example, um, you know, if we have a, a fellow who wants to pursue cardiology um, as, as um, caring and passionate as our staff is, they're probably not the ones who should be right. um, counseling them on the correct path to take for medical medical school and such and so we identify professionals who are in those fields who um, just want to share their social capital and provide um, just some inside knowledge to fellows who are navigating that same path and so that's a lower touch opportunity Um, usually they meet about once a month and again since we have fellows who are all over uh, the country at this point um, you don't have to be in Charlotte to, to, to enjoy that um, outside of that, uh, and these are all, sorry, I should have said this. These are all at our website, carolinayouth.org. Yep. Um, it's volunteer tab, and you can see all of these listed. Uh, we also, for those who are, those who identify as young professionals, uh, we have a young professional board uh, who helps us with a few different things. Uh, one, What's young? Um, those who identify as young uh, are young, so okay. we leave okay. that open. So that's that, so nice of you to say that. We but leave um, that open but you're, you're like thirty year olds, forty year olds. I would say our current board is probably all between twenty five to thirty five. Okay. Um, okay. So they uh, help us recruit volunteers. A lot of them are uh, with various companies uh, in Charlotte, and so they're kind of our mouthpiece into different employee network groups or employee resource groups within the company to help bring people into CYC. Um, and then they also, we just wrapped up our signing day 5k, which is one of our fundraisers. Uh, so they put on that event and, um, signing day 5k, signing day 5k. So May one is college signing day. And so each year we have a signing day celebration where they announce their college decisions. Um, in order to support our persistence program that's then going to follow them into college, we have uh, this 5K fundraiser the day before. Okay. And it's a college-themed uh, race. People wear their alma mater, favorite school colors, et cetera, and um, run a lot faster times than I do. Uh, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a great event and, and a way to support. My daughter's a runner, and she's okay. like, I love 5Ks. I just love the vibe. It's not as stressful as a real race. I get so, um yeah. But I'm sure some people take it for real. Absolutely. So, And the, the Young Professional Board is, is growing. And um, I think the other piece of that is you're also a part of a, a group of young, similar, you know, like-minded mm-hmm. professionals who are who care about their community wanna and want to do something. Absolutely. So, um we have lots of lots of ways for people to get involved and are Absolutely. always looking for uh, ways to get people plugged in. Awesome. Well, again, the website? www.carolinayouth.org. .org. Okay. So, and then there's volunteer opportunities. And I'm guessing if I want to just donate, I can just donate. Absolutely. carolinayouth.org slash donate. Okay. Because I, I would think for all these services, um, even if the volunteers, you, you have staff. I mean, people, it's, it's a lot of man hours. It is. Um, and, th- and that's our approach is that, that high touch, high impact. And we have to um, have qualified and knowledgeable people to work with them um, to help them maximize their ability. And yeah. so, um, yes, funding always helps to make sure that we can bring those people into our organization and, and keep them there. Yeah. Also, uh, talking about funding, I think they have do a great job of finding people who are very interested in the students as well. I feel like I worked with like Writing coach, her name is Miss Katie. I mean, we at the beginning of the college application process, we we met together probably multiple times a week, to be honest. And she she never felt like it was like 
a bothersome to her. She was always very like open to work with me and always very, you know, just very happy to be able to, you know, spend time with me. I feel like that was awesome. And she was a very, very great help. I just feel like, yeah, everybody in that, that building and that environment, CYC, just very welcoming, very like nice. And I feel like they do a great job of finding those type of people as well. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of good people, and then it makes you want to keep on coming back because you. Yep. I mean, it's a huge commitment to yeah. so what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. That huge commitment you're talking about. I didn't. I don't even feel that as a huge commitment to be honest. I feel like that community CYC brings. Just like I have a whole bunch of friends at CYC every week, able to see them every Tuesday. You know, just chat it out with them. It doesn't even feel like work to be honest. It feels like you just you know coming in, meeting, and you just learn at the same time. It's just great, you know, overall. Well, college is the same thing, so I'm so excited for you that you're going to Duke. You're going to have so much fun. Um, I think Aaron and Aaron <laughs> covered it all. Um, I really appreciate you guys being here. Do you know someone else like Aaron or Aaron who's doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you Use the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.